Yo, what's going on? This is Sean T. Has stacks with me today. Hey, what's good, y'all? On this latest podcast. Now, we were thinking about what we can talk about or just basically a title. And we just realized we're just going to talk. And then y'all probably figure out what we're talking about later on. And that'll be the basis of what we're doing. So we're sitting here earlier today, going into the night, um, just pondering on the question that many people ask when something is on, is heavy on our minds or in our hearts. That question, are you good? And when I ask yourself, how do you know when you're good? When you're good, are you really good? Or are you just saying that just to ease the mind of those that are worried about you or you don't want to you know, deal with what they have to say. Most people usually say, like, are you good? And you're like, you good? Like, for me, if somebody asks me, like, oh, how's your day? Are you good? I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, for me, especially at work, I get that a lot because I'm in customer service. I'm like, well, for me, any day that I'm above ground, any day that I make it to work, any day that I'm doing anything, it's another day. So I'm good. I'm happy to be able to find a way to just kind of push through my day. Doesn't mean that I'm like in a good space and a good, you know, mental anything. No, but I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we just, sometimes being good is just being able to like push through the day, no matter what, you know, it, we can have so many different things going on in our lives, but we just keep it pushing because that's the only way we really know how to deal with things. Mm, yeah. And I think when we use that the concept, we still have issues. And it's not issues of whether or not we good, it's whether or not we can trust ourselves to explain what is really going down with us or can we trust the people that we're talking to it and you know we even use that we're good when we're actually we're still angry we don't want to talk about it and sometimes we may need to talk about it whether we're on a calm state or more in an angry state and sometimes we may need to be in our angry state just to get the full extent of what we are eluding everybody from because we just keep saying oh i'm good i'm good no one football or not and you're itching to tell somebody but right now your balls are up and you don't know who to trust and you're afraid of backlash when all you want is just somebody to listen sometimes just shut up and just hear me wait till we finish hearing what I have to say, then you can put in your out your your input on the whole situation. It's not like, you know, these words can hurt. And they can hurt, but we come to find out that they only hurt if you react, react to it. Sometimes the criticism is needed. Sometimes we need our foot our toes to be stepped on. So we can feel that mental pain that the words are given given to us and it just jumps into a sense of who we can talk to and who can we trust which all goes down to a sense of where like I said where and what can I talk to people about do we have an outlet do we have people who we can actually feel comfortable talking to because granted being by yourself can be a good thing. It can sometimes drive you crazy because you'll sometimes end up talking or mimicking yourself. And although you're your greatest audience, that can be a hassle as well because you're only listening to your own personal critique. And sometimes your critique can, does not give you the best type of advice and you may need somebody that's been there or just another voice 
in the conversation so you can get the tools that you need. So that's like, okay, for me, I'm an introvert. So with me being an introvert, I am literally my own worst enemy. You know, like a lot of times people think like, oh, I'm talking to myself or whatever. But um, I grew up pretty much as like the only child. I mean, I was the only child for the first 10 years of my life. And I kind of got hit both ways because I was raised by my um, my mother's side of the family. So I got hit with two cousins who were 10 and 11 years younger. But then on my dad's side, I got hit with my little sister who was 10 years younger than me. So, you know, I was kind of always, I went from being like the baby to the oldest. And the only way I really knew how to do with anything, especially with like I said, the first it didn't even go with like the first six years of my life, like when I lived with my parents. Um, I only knew how to do with anything by myself. And then even when doing, growing with, with my, my grandparents and everybody, you know, because they were so old school, it was like you do things by yourself. It's a lot of things that you really don't speak on. You know, you just kind of do things to yourself. You don't speak on it. You, you handle things and you keep it moving. And for me, being an introvert, I'm also an emotional person. So as an adult, you know, I kind of had to learn how to, I guess, adapt and, you know, try to fill out people that I could trust, that I couldn't trust when it came to things. And then also, like, with me not really having a lot of family, you know, my friends, for the most part, became my family. And even then, that didn't always work out right. And even to that extent, like, there was a lot of things that I was going through that I just, I didn't discuss. You know, like, I was just always worried about, you know, what people are saying or who's really judging you or talking about you behind your back. And, and, and doing things. And, you know, I had to learn that, like, your feelings, your feelings are valid. Your feelings are who you are. Your feelings make up you, you know. And then um, an aunt that I have who I'm getting closer to, she said something to me the other day with a lot of things, you know, that I've been going through. Um Nobody is coming to save you. And when she said that to me with the conversation that we were having, it it, it hit home to the point where, like, I literally started having an anxiety attack. Like, we were out, and I, I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't stop coughing. Like, I really, like, my mind, it freaked out. And she said it a couple times. Nobody is, is, is coming to save you. Like, we go through so many different things in life and have to do with so many different parts of life and walks of life and everything. And for me, you know, with how I grew up and everything, the only person I've ever really relied on was me. And now that I'm older, you know, and I'm trying to get out of this introverted state, I have friends who I consider family. They're closer to me family-wise than my own family. But um, I have to try to get out of that that, that state of mind. Like, I, I do believe that no one's coming to save you. But I do kind of believe that there are people, you know, that come into your life for a reason. Or they always say people come into your re- people come into your life for a season. There are people that are here today, gone tomorrow. But I truly believe that people, there are some people that come into your life to teach you lessons to be able to move forward. Do they stay in your life for a lifetime? Absolutely not. But you know, you learn, you learn from them, you grow from them, even when it comes to jobs. 
there are people that I've worked with that have taught me life lessons that I will keep with me forever. You know, there are certain family members that aren't here anymore and, you know, friends that are, are no longer with us that, you know, they've taught me so much. And although they're not here, I, I, I remember certain things that they say, you know, my grandfather actually, he was one of them. There are things every day, <laughs> every day <laughs> that like I can hear him saying and, you know, promises that I've, I've made him that I will definitely, um, I haven't kept at the moment, but I, 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 I plan on it. You know, and he just, my grandfather was the one person that, even though I didn't completely understand it when I was younger, you know, he always made me realize that, like, my feelings and my opinions about things are valid, you know, and everyone in your life, like, they like said, there, it's, it's a reason, it's a season and a reason, you know, like, Let's 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 say it like this. Sean is my right hand. He's like a brother to me. And did we get along right away? No. But it took time and effort for us to build the bond that we have. And there are plenty of times where he and I have conversations like we did about this this topic that we're talking about right now that I might not necessarily agree on. And there's times that he needs to check me. But you know we can have these conversations and, you know, you appreciate those things. Yeah. But at some point, like, you know, you, you just never really know. Like you can say that you love someone and that you can see yourself wanting to be with them for the rest of your life. But maybe the person that you love and you want to be with, maybe it's just their time. Like, okay. Maybe if it doesn't work out, Maybe it's not the fact that it doesn't work out, but maybe they're just in your life at that moment to show you something or make you see something that you didn't see before to help you become a better person. And it doesn't really mean that they're gone from your life in a sense, or they may never be the one. It's just that it's a time, it's a timing thing. It's like, you got you got into this person, you found some aspects about that person that makes you love them or give you the idea of love. And you start feeling that, but you also know that you really haven't done any traveling. And when I say traveling, I mean... You really haven't done anything to get you to the point of that I love you thing. Like, you can say what it is about a person that you love, but how many of us to this day can explain why you love that person? And, uh, and like, granted... This person may have done nice things for you or take you to where you want to be. But why you love, why do you love this person? What is it about that person that gives you the overall decision to say that I that I love you? Contact. You know, can you say that without the feeling of the rejection or all that. Because if you say that and you don't get the answer you want, how would you feel? Because if you go out there and say, I love you, and a person's like, you know, that's sweet or awe, and you hit that but, that but statement, 
and you're just going like, oh, oh well, that is what it is. That right there tell me you really didn't love the person. You love the idea of the possibility of love. Now, if it really hits you to the point where you don't understand why or how, then that's a possibility you did love that person. Like, we can be with somebody that we've been wanting for a long time. And I mean, we wonder, are we really loving that person? Or are we just lusting at the person? It's not to say that your feelings are wrong. You know that, or you know, yeah, basically that your that your feelings are wrong, but it just may be that person that was hard to get, and when you finally got it, you finally got it. You're trying to figure out what's the next mode, like. Roadrunner and Wally Coyote. And I know it's funny, but just hear me out. Okay. <laughs> Wally Coyote's been chasing the Roadrunner for so many years. It was like that one dream. Mimi. Yeah. That one dream to catch the Roadrunner. It kept his blood flowing. It kept his mind sharp. It kept him going. But when he finally got it, then what? What happens next? You don't know what happens next because you're too, you did the one thing that you've been wanting to do for a long time. You had no other plans of what you're going to do once you got it. So, yeah, you're going to let that road runner go because it, it was a drive. Now, to me, when you're with, that person that you really love or such, you're already in your mind have an idea. And that all goes for conversation and communication of which I want to do. Once you get to that, get to that place, I think most people, including myself, and I've been through it, that we've got so in love with the feeling of, Oh, I can love this person. I can love that person. Said I love that person. That once we get it, we're just we're just stuck. Okay, so that goes with that with him saying that. And I I've been told I, I was told this a couple of days ago. They're like, yeah, you know your ego. Mm-hmm. So with you saying everything that you said for me, it's like all right, well. My ego wants you so bad. Like, there have been a couple of people in my life, or a couple of people that I've come across, you know, just in the the dating scene and all that type of stuff. Like, somebody that like, I think I'm more. I think it's more so my ego wanted than really me. If that makes sense to you, like, yeah, my ego, like, somebody that possibly could have been out of reach, whatever. Or someone that I probably would have never thought that I would talk to, you know, or that even would like, like, I'm be honest, like me right now. Uh, it's a situation where there's someone in my life that I, is not my, t- not my, I'm not my type, but I never, and I'm not going against me and how I am and, you know, me I think I'm awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm great. But um it's someone that like he just he's not someone that I would normally that would normally I guess approach me, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And you know, like he's just not the type of person. But he he's the total opposite of anything that I've ever come across. And I'm not mad that he wanted to be a part of my life. Now, is it hard? Yes. Is it something that I have to get used to? Absolutely. But at first I was like, all right, it's an ego thing. Because of the fact that I never had someone in my life like him, I got to get him. 
you know, and a lot of times we do do that. If it's someone that, you know, like we can be at a party and we can see a, a man or a woman like, damn, they're fine. They're this, they're that. Or someone that we know, we're like, oh my God, they're just this. They're not our typical type of person. But because a lot of times with our egos, because they're not the type of, they're not our type of person that we normally go for. It's like, oh, we got to have this person. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we have to have them. We have to do it. It has to be us. And then, like, once we get it, there are times that, you know, we're like, all right, well, we got it. So what are we going to do now? But then every once in a while, like what I'm going through now, um, we that person comes, you know, and we're kind of like expecting them just to leave, I guess you can say. And then, but they don't. And they stay. And the next thing you know, you know, you start falling for them. And, you know, you just, you have this connection and and everything with them. And it's like, well, my ego told me at the beginning, like, I need to stay because I haven't had one. It's almost like, how do I explain that? Like a new toy, you know? You're so used to playing with the same toys over and over and over again. You know, you have a type of toy. Like, I like Ninja Turtles or Hot Hot Wheels. Let's do Hot Wheels. Back in the day, you know, Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels were always the brand new cars and everything. This, You had this one type of car that was amazing that you never had before. So, I have to get that type of car. And then once you get that car, you keep it, you play with it. Okay. So... Do I want to keep playing with muscle cars when I haven't been playing when I've been playing with monster trucks? Or do I just stick to, you know, or do I just see what the next new muscle car is? You know what I'm saying? Like it's I I'm using that to try to make sense in a way. I mean, I mean there's other things that I can use, but it's just you want what you want like the things it seems like the things that you you're not sure if you want when you finally get it. Do you want to keep it? Are you afraid to keep it? Do you think maybe you're not deserving of it? And I think that's what mostly like even in my even in my case in, the, in my past and I wouldn't be afraid to say that I'm used to dating women that have a dominant type nature. People, women that are considered in my opinion and some others that way above way above my caliber underestimating my own capabilities in mind so granted insecurities come personal insecurities and all because you feel like no matter what that person says that you're good and uh you still see based off your observations of that person their qualities and you looking at your own personal qualities you still feeling unbalanced and <laughs> it's not so much the unbalance is coming from their part because like they said they're good it's on you because you feel like you haven't reached their level. And I don't think we're supposed to reach each other's each other's level at the same time because their levels may be way different than our levels. I think we're here to uplift and try to build each other to the levels that we ourselves need. We can't be or experience our other or significant others level because our level is different. We can learn from it, but we shouldn't have to be on the same level as there because of differences. Only thing we should be doing is able to help each other get to our own potential. So we say they were there when we reached that point and vice versa. And when it comes down to that, like I said, even with my cases, I felt like I wasn't on that level. 
And it begins to show and your actions begin to show by doing other by doing other things. And it's funny that those actions are always gravitating to those that you, that are kind of like in your level. And, it, and it's the level that you really don't want to be in. It's just what you know. Sometimes we don't like to jump out of our comfort zone. And, the com- and jumping out of our comfort zone, whether it's in travel, whether it's in relationship and all that, may be the most the best thing in the world for us. Because right now, I'm not even going to front. There's still a bunch of other comfort levels that I've yet to jump out of. And basically, sometimes out of fear of failure or just being stuck without a plan, without a clue of what happens when we when we fail. It's like, yes, it's always good to come back home. But let's be honest, people. Is it always good to come back home? Okay, so I'm going to go off of that. <laughs> I am the DMV implant. Um, like I said in my other, you know, show, I'm from Jersey. Like, and not just that, I am an introvert all day. I try to do extroverted activities and and step out, but and um, this is actually part of where this whole conversation stemmed from from the beginning, with Sean and I having a conversation, and it's like for me. I seem to, like I said, I'm an introvert, but I have, I have introvert, extrovert moments. Like, you know, years ago I was in like one type of lifestyle and one type of way. And I was dating someone for like eight, nine years, you know, and I, although he didn't get me into that lifestyle that I was into, I met him through that, you know, and then when we were about to break up, like we probably should have broke up like a couple years before we did. But I was so afraid that if we broke up, that my lifestyle and the things that I was into and the people I was around, you know, everything would just be like over. You know what I mean? And then don't get me wrong, like I had to basically prepare myself to just, you know, know that when he and I finally split, that that, conver- that, that life will be over. And did that happen? It, it did to a certain degree. I mean, I still eventually, you know, had the same connections and people still knew me and everything like that. But then I spent a, a few years by myself trying to, you know, do everything or do whatever I was doing. Um, I had work and I had, like, my work friends, but... You know, like I said, because I'm an introvert and I kind of grew up by myself, I was always pretty much alone. So I, I, I basically always adapted to the group of people that I was around. So since I didn't have that lifestyle and that that type of, you know, crowd anymore, then I resorted to just, you know, work friends. And then, you know, once I, I kind of built myself up and I got back into you know, dating and everything like that, I ended up joining, I ended up being a part of another lifestyle. And, you know, because of the person I was dating. And that lifestyle that I was a part of at the time, I was familiar with. So it wasn't like I was just jumping in, like, you know, blindsided and everything. But because this is what he was a part of and I I was familiar with it, I was part of that lifestyle. So, you know, and then... When we finally, you know, kind of separated, um, normally, I guess, I would have digressed from that lifestyle like I did the last one. But with this one, I dove into it deeper. I dove into it deeper. Actually, that's how me and Sean became friends. (laughs) Because I had dove into another, you know, I just... I was like, you know what? I'm a single girl. I'm going to dive into. So basically, I just kind of learned how to adapt to situations and everything. And 
I kind of just started, you know, dating people or dealing with people. And the more I kind of dealt and dealt, dealt with people in those lifestyles, I guess me being an introvert and me being emotional, it kind of, in a way, turned me cold. Does that make sense? Mm. And it just, it brought me to a, a different space to where, you know, like, I don't get me wrong. I think dealing with that, I learned more about myself than I, I, I ever have. But, like, I guess my question is, like, when is enough enough? Like, when is it okay for you to just be okay? You know, like, I've met people along the along the, the years, over the years, I can say, within, you know, the different lifestyles and different things that I led and everything. And back to, you know, what Sean was saying in the beginning, like, someone asked you, like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm this, I'm that. But when is it okay to really allow yourself to be you, to just let people know that you're not okay? And even then, do people really even care? Yeah, that's a, yeah. And I, I think that's a, one of the big old, the biggest issues that even I, I have because I deal with my own, my own personal pride. I've, I put in there, you made your bed, you lie in it, and you make it up again. So it's like any problem that I have, I try to keep it to try to keep it to myself. I don't ask for help with it. So if anybody asks me if I'm good, I'm saying, yeah, and they may know I'm not good, but how I am, I just feel like to me personally, I don't want my burden to become their burden. Facts. I don't want my rain to, or my cloud to dampen their sunny, their sunshine. And it can, and it can be irritating me. And it's also a lonely type of feeling because you want, you want to shadow I have an issue. You want to say I need help. But you can't get out of your own way to even say that. Because you're worried you're you're so worried about an assumption. You're assuming worry that you're gonna dampen their day, but you may never know that you may by opening up to them, you may have inadvertently made their day because maybe they want to help. Maybe they have so much knowledge they want to give, but they just don't know who to give it to. Okay. So I'm going to say this, and this is something that like I work in the restaurant industry. Um, for the most part, I am a, a waitress. Um, but one of the things that I really, I go off of and, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people about, even with, like, trainees and things, I always say, you never know what someone else is going through. Like, yeah. I work at the airport right now, at an airport, actually. And um, a lot of times there are plenty of people who have missed their flight. They have, you know, travel issues. I always get travel vouchers and a whole bunch of other stuff. But, um... You really, you you never know. And it's not even just travel plans. You don't know why people are really traveling. You don't know anything. And even not even just that, just in general. Like, saying hello, you know, saying, you know, hey, I like your shoes. Being kind to someone, you know, and it, it can go a long way. Like, for me, because like I said, because I... I've been in the industry for so long. I might bring someone a refill of a water. I might bring a water canting and just pour an extra water. Just because I was paying, just because I was being attentive. You know what I mean? That can make someone's day. Like April, uh, was it April first? April first, I literally had the craziest morning of my life. Quick story. So. 
I had went out the night before because I had a crazy day before. And I got to work. I left my phone, which I had just got a brand new phone because I, I broke the other one. Um, I left it in like, basically, I left it in a lift. So I had to call. I had just got to work. I got to work on time, which is something that is, is a problem for me. <laughs> but I got there. It was like 8.30 in the morning. And I called the guy, called the guy, called the guy. He finally answered my phone, and he met me. So it was just all day between the bartender, my manager, anybody basically I came in contact with. It was like we all just kept saying April Fool's. Because, like, we just all got fooled all day long. And usually um, at the airport that I work at on Saturdays, it's one of the slowest days. But because it's the beginning of spring break, it was a lot of chaotic. Um, And I was the only server until 11? Actually, I think everybody, actually, they all came in about 11.30. So from 8.30 in the morning to 11.30, I was by myself, which is, is not common. But um, my point is, there were so many people from the time I was there at about 8.30, let's say 9 o'clock, because I had to go pick up my phone, um, between 9.30 and like 2, like there were so many people going through so many different things. And although I was going through my own stuff, you know, we were talking about it, you know, and we were laughing. And, you know, I just, I was just being me because I... My introverted self, I know how to make my money and be extroverted when I have to be. But um, just having conversations with people and just being understanding and doing the littlest things. There were a whole bunch of kids in the airport, which isn't common either. But um, just mainly talking to the kids. Like, there were so many people that I brought smiles to, you know, and they just, that was like, I'm used to hearing that I'm awesome because of work. You know, because I can just get you in and out, and I, I, I'm good at what I do. But you, like I said, you never know what people are going through. There were plenty of places at the time that had a lot of rain everywhere, so there was a whole bunch of delays. I was nervous because there was a bunch of rain. I was trying not to get hit with the storm, which I was lucky enough. The storm didn't come down this way until I got home, so I was definitely lucky with that. But, um, like, there were so many people that just had so many crazy stories that I had an opportunity to hear from. And just the fact that, like, I was just that little ray of sunshine, I guess. You never know what people are really going through. Yeah, and I think it's because, again, we try to, we want to be heard. I'm not going to sit here in front. I struggle at times just to be heard because what I feel is like when most people see me, even people who I feel that are my friends, even my closest friends and associates at times are way different than who I am. And yet we carry the same type of characteristics. We may like the same thing, but I guess that it comes down to a sense of a popularity of a popularity type type thing. You know, I have the I have the close friends that are good with are good with everybody that can blend in with everybody. They can walk up in there and it's all love. And I'll sit in the background. And, you know, granted, the few friends and social that you do talk to, you know, they're cool and all. But in a sense, nobody really gets you unless they actually took the time out to see you in every aspect. your good, your bad, and your quirks and all. And with the groups of people that I've hung with, you know, associate myself with, trying to blend in to their lives or their situations, come to find out, even when y'all, 
when you feel like you're the same with these people, you're not really the same. Your gravitational pull is way different than theirs because theirs may have a stronger impact. While you're just sitting there in the background, just like, yeah, I know them. But your people, they know, they know people. And it's not to say that you can't, you're not able to do that. It's just about how you want to approach it and how you really want to deal with whatever's being said said to you. Like I said, even with my closest friends, I try to still want to feel that I am heard. The love part, that's fine. I know my friends love me and all that, but you want to feel like they're heard. You want to feel like they're on, you're on the same page. It's like we can all talk the same. We had the same idea, but our wording is different. And it all comes out to all we just want to be is heard and understood. So, yeah. So, even when it comes down, even when it comes down to love, look, we may not have the person that we have in common with. I don't even think we're supposed to. Because if we had all these things in common, you know, we're all the same. What is there to discover difference? There's no difference because you're practically the same. Do you really want somebody at times that love the same thing you do, act the same way you act, be the same things you are? Where's your end? There's no individuality because it's just you. You might as well date yourself. Uh, that part. <laughs> and at times yourself is good, but sometimes you want a little bit different flavor in it. So you can feel like, oh wow, this is what I did not know. Or something that they may like that you may be interested in trying to do. And all that. You need people companion-wise or friendship-wise that's gonna be able to to not just tell you, not tell you what you need to do, but show you what you need to do. Give you the give you the tools because I get so tired of people like you need to be doing this, blah blah blah. Okay, granted, I need I need to do it. But how many of y'all out there are going to show me how? We're not saying you hold our hold our hands or such. Nah, that's not even what we ask. Just Give us what we need to do. And it can be based off your own personal experience. Even if you even if I was you, and this is just me talking, and all uh, blase, blase, boo. And, uh, and they may take it to heart. You never know what your experience can do with somebody else in the situation. And it all goes, like I said, it all comes down to acceptance. We want to be accepted. And it's easy to be accepted to by people, but it's so hard to accept yourself. It is so hard because you want to feel comfortable in your skin enough to be comfortable outside of it. We're so used to what we know, who we know, that we may not realize that that may be bad for us, but we're so comfortable in it, we feel safe in it, that it's the right thing the right thing to be in. But even with us getting them out the way we have been, like, is it really getting this out there? Like, are our thoughts really bad? I don't think thoughts are not bad. I think when we we have the thoughts and we keep them dormant, and not being able to get the time to explore to explore those thoughts. We leave them in the closet too long. And they collect dust or cobwebs. That's when it's that's when it's wrong because again, we're too busy being afraid of the outcome of our thoughts. 
and all that, and we'll never know for sure whether it's a good one or it's a bad one. We can say it's good and bad in our thoughts, on our head, but until we see it in full view, we're going to have that assumption in our head. So we never know what it is until we actually put it out there. Uh, so, you know, thoughts that can go either way. But I also think that we need we need each other. I agree. Self is like I said, self is good, but sometimes you need you need somebody that you can talk to. You need somebody to make you feel like you can say anything in a respectful manner, sometimes not, maybe good, to a person without the feeling of judgment. I think somebody that we're not scared to express ourselves. And it's not and scared doesn't have to mean, oh, I'm cover um my hiding my hiding my face, hiding my thoughts from the world. Just I'm just saying being able to just go out there and just say it. Yeah, I mean, but okay, so I was just kind of, <laughs> I was kind of texting him a little bit for a second, but um, like with us, Sean is literally like one of my best friends. Like it's like my brother, and we always um the whole reason why we even kind of like the our first conversation that we had with it, it's a vibe last August, um you know we it was just a conversation that we have, even with this one tonight. Um, it was literally just a conversation we were having just about us and our lives and, you know, things we kind of go through. And it was because, you know, we're so close. It was literally a late night thought, you know, and as late night thought doesn't necessarily have to be like late night. Like right now it's about 2.54 in the morning when we're doing this and our other podcasts weren't so late. But it's just, you know, we have our lives. Like, he has everything that he does. I have everything that I do, you know. But every so often, we have these friend conversations. And he gives it to me real. Like, he was kind of digging in my behind earlier a little bit, you know. And I'm I'm the type, I'm going to rebuttal everything. Because if I need to rebuttal, I will. But there are times where I'm like, all right. I know he's coming from a good place. And the same thing with me. Like, there are plenty of times that, you know, he's saying things. And we basically both know that we can have conversations. He has the male standpoint. And I have the woman's standpoint when it comes to things. And are we going to agree all the time? Absolutely not. We do not agree all the time. But, you know, we know that. Anything that we say, anything that we we have a conversation about, you know, at the end of the day, our reasoning behind everything, like, nobody is ever just, like, kind of one-sided. Like, he's the one person that I know in my life that I can talk to. And I, I've referred to him at one point as, like, my human diary <laughs> because he's been here through a lot of things. Um, but he's going to give it to me all the time. He's always going to be there for me. And I, I do the same thing for him. So, you know, and it's just, we are who we are. It's my brother. It's my buddy. Um, I don't like him every day. He's like me every day, but we're here. And, you know, that goes with friendship and it goes with, you know, is it being an introvert for me? I really don't have so many people that I'm very close to, you know, um, I'm getting to know, you know, a, a person or two in my family because I'm not close to them. And then, you know, I have friends who, you know, are kind of cool, but don't get me wrong. Like just because, you know, you're cool with your, your friends and you're cool with your family, it doesn't mean that they're going to, they're not going to hurt you or they're not going to do things. You know, of course they are. You know, nobody's perfect, but you just have to know 
and you have to stand strong with who you are and you have to be able to be okay with who you are when it comes to who you talk to about certain situations and certain things. So I was just telling him, you know, um, we didn't have a name for this podcast or even with, you know, the podcast that he and I have had together. Um, so I was thinking, I'm like, we just need to say late night thoughts. Basically. I think that's basically what it is. And late night thoughts doesn't have to mean that it's 2.57 in the morning because you will probably not get these conversations this late, especially when we both have to get up in the morning or I have to. But, um, late night conversation, late night thoughts is basically just random thoughts that we have late night conversations that we usually have with each other that we feel as though we should be able to share with you guys, you know, because if we're the ones having conversations with each other, you know, there has to be other people in the world that are having the same type of thoughts and conversations. And that's the whole thing about podcasts, you know, um, my debut, I got I got some pretty good feedback with that. A couple people actually, you know, they came at me and they're like, you know, that made a lot of sense or, you know, you're really thinking about it. I was nervous. Um, I, I'm, I wasn't speaking the way I am now. But, um, you know, like I said, you never know what anybody's really going through. You know, people really have feelings and emotions. Um that they're dealing with. I'm actually going to bring you guys something next week. I got another one because I'm going to bring it to you. And, um, you know, we have our guys who are always coming with it. But, you know, like I said, you never really know what people are going through and how people are feeling. And we kind of just want to be there for the people and be there to be able to touch someone or, you know, no, we want people to know that no matter what, there is someone out there that can hear you or someone that can, that you can relate to, you know? Yeah, and that's basically why, partially is why I made this, this little podcast, because I will be honest with you, I really didn't think, and part of me still does not think, and it's harsh to say this, or my own thing that a lot of people are actually listening or actually hearing this. But at the same content, I look at it like this. For all the members that like our page or follow it, I just feel like even if we get a small percentage of those people to listen i think we're doing a little bit something because right now although we can try to be funny or have a good time we want to be serious and feel like we understand our crowd and it's not easy doing this and i've been a member of many podcasts follow a lot of podcasts and try to study how they do their do their thing and uh, they just being themselves and that's sometimes the most hardest thing to do being yourself around a whole bunch of bunch of people because right now you're not just doing it, you're exposing yourself in a way that's way different than when you're exposing yourself to your by yourself you're trying to make sure that people hear you 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 want that good reaction. You want the comments. You want the people to talk about you. Not so much in a negative light, but also in a positive. So as this thing we're doing keeps going, we really hope that people can hear us, people can understand us, and actually people give us feedback. And Definitely like, feedback. Yeah, because right now, we're doing this format in this format. Who knows what may happen down the line, but we want y'all to be there when we do it. So, you know, 
all I can say is just stay tuned. You know, we have our website. You know, I just bring this in. We have our website, www.thestonecoldgentleman.com, where you can catch all our episodes. You can catch our blogs. Most of the time, you're going to see some some writing, some blogs, something that we may not do an episode or such, but we may write about our personal feelings or something that may pertain to a future episode coming up. Definitely check out our page on Facebook if you are there. You know, we just started doing, a couple of us did the Throwback Thursday the other day. Um, But we're all going to kind of try to get into that. You know, we want you to get to know us. We want to get to know you guys. You know, if you have any topics that maybe that you want us to talk about, you know, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Podomatic, you know, Facebook, any of our platforms, under our comments, you know, I mean, under any of our episodes, anything that you really want to hear about, you know, we're going to start talking about real stuff too, because there are a couple of topics that we've been talking about that need to be said. So we're coming. We're here. You know, we are new. We're growing. Just work with us. We work with you. But we're trying to get this out. Shout out to all the Stone Cold gentlemen. Let's go. You know, I know we just had uh, what's Kev yesterday. DJ Kevin Rucker from Philly. DJ Kevin Rucker. Let's go. He just did his yesterday. You know, I know that was sick. You know, we got we had a live yesterday. Yeah. Um, we coming. Like I said, we're we're building our brand. You know, we're new. Just bear with us. I know yeah. my debut. I was nervous as hell, and I sounded a little crazy, but I'm getting better. Like we're just we're here we're for here you talk- guys. Yeah, we're just here talking. We're this here is- for you, but we're also here for us. Uh, right. This is like our therapy, and hopefully, they can be your therapy. For you as well. So, like we were saying, you know, if you got any questions or ideas, you know, you can hit us on a con- contact us. We got a uh, email thestonecoldgentleman at gmail.com. Or better yet, we have contact on our on our webpage. And for all those that try to figure out how to follow or to sign up, just Go when you go to www.stonecoldgentleman.com, you'll see a uh, and scroll down, you'll see a, a part where it just says, you know, your email and your name. And all. once get... you do all of that, once you do all that, that automatically gets you subscribed to us, so you'll be informed of what's coming next or basically what's going on within us. But you know, we'd like to thank those who will, and I'm. But I'll put it out there. I'm gonna thank everybody that's about to listen to this episode that we just put out. Hopefully, you can identify with it and just you know just relax. We're coming with more stuff, and all I can say is. Wait, like, subscribe, also share, like, yeah. share, 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 like, share. I'm, I'm gonna get a Twitter. Ugh, I mean, we got, it. we have a Twitter. We have a um. Stax is gonna get a Twitter. I don't know when I'm gonna it, do this. What it, I'm gonna do it. It's funny because we have a Twitter. We have an Instagram that we're trying to get people. To actually, really, us try to get involved in, yes, as well. And we have funny thing about this is, I just realized we have another podcast platform. I just found out from my old joint, just called SCD. We haven't even started that yet, but once I figure out what I will do with that particular podcast. We just gonna see it's we all. We gonna over. get it together. We are gonna do it. We may even have a radio station. But we we about we, to we get it all together. We all yeah. here now. You know, it's about to be lit. But like I said, like, subscribe, share. Yeah. You know what I mean. Let us know you're here. Let us know that you're with us. You have anything that you wanna 
anything you think we should talk about, any topics. Yeah, just hit us. You know, we got some things coming soon. Yeah. We about to get, like, we really trying to get this going. Just bear with us. You bear with us, we bear Mm -hmm. with you. You know, we're here for you. And on that note, just like to thank everybody. Stacks, you know. Good night, y'all. Good night, y'all. And, you know, you got the call tune in the background and all that. We can't even hear it, but. There. We know y'all there. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> peace out. Later.